podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hola a todos, bueno, eh, hace un tiempo que no, no, no me comunico directamente con vosotros, eh, han sido unas semanas y unos meses difíciles, pero bueno, eh, como sabéis me hice una, una lesión importante en, en Australia, en, en el SOAS, que en principio tenían que ser de, de seis a ocho semanas de, de, de periodo de recuperación, eh, vamos por la 14 y, y la realidad es que la situación no es la que la que hubiéramos esperado, ¿no? En todo caso, pues se ha, se ha seguido las indicaciones médicas, pero de alguna manera, pues eh, la evolución no ha sido la no ha sido la que la que en principio, pues eh, nos dijeron eh, y nos encontramos en una situación, pues que es que es difícil. Están pasando las semanas. Tenía la ilusión de poder jugar en torneos que son los más importantes de mi carrera, como son Monte Carlo, Barcelona, eh, Madrid, eh, Roma, Roland Garros y de momento, pues eh, me he perdido. Eh, Monte Carlo, Barcelona y, y también quería deciros que no, no voy a poder estar en Madrid, ¿no? desgraciadamente pues eh, la, la lesión sigue sin, sin curarse y, y no puedo trabajar lo que, lo que necesito para, para competir, he estado entrenando pero ahora hace unos días pues eh, hemos decidido cambiar un poquito de rumbo, hacer otro tratamiento e intentar pues a ver si, si las cosas mejoran para intentar llegar a lo que venga. Eh, no puedo decir plazos porque si lo supiera os lo diría, pero no lo sé. Pero, pero esta es la situación actual, quería informaros, también mandar un saludo especial a, a, todo, a todo el público de, de Madrid y español que me habré perdido los dos torneos aquí en casa. Todos sabéis lo que significa para mí jugar estos torneos eh, y en este caso en Madrid que... Que, que es el que anuncio que no voy a poder jugar pues eh, todo lo que me ha dado pero bueno, eh, no queda más que intentar estar con la actitud adecuada durante todo este tiempo intentar darme la oportunidad de, de competir en alguno de los torneos que, que queda de la temporada de tierra y para ello pues no me queda más remedio que, que trabajar y estar con, con, la, con la mentalidad adecuada mandaros un abrazo muy fuerte a todos y enseguida que tenga... Eh, Noticias, pues os, os informaré. Gracias. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning, whatever time it is in the world, wherever you are tuning in from. I hope I am coming through loud and clear. If I'm not, I'm sure you will remind me in the live chat. Somebody who will not be appearing loudly or clearly, clearly in Madrid uh, from next week is Rafa Nadal. I played that uh, video that has been doing the rounds, of course, since he released it uh, around about lunchtime in Europe. To basically say he will not be playing at uh, the upcoming uh, tournament in Madrid. There are huge doubts over his appearance in Rome and even the French Open. Um, I've had a couple of 
tweets and messages today from people that are a little bit closer to the situation than I am, I have to say. Um, some of which are saying that he's almost certainly out of Rome too after this new treatment uh, and just looking at going into Roland Garros cold. Um, of course, not going at all is also uh, on the horizon. I've got a, a poll, by the way, going uh, on YouTube. Make sure you get voting on that poll. And also, of course, don't forget to hit the like button and don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new. But I just thought I would give you an update on some of my thoughts on what has been going on with Rafa over the last um, probably nine or ten months. Uh, I mean, injuries, of course, has been a big part of Rafa's career. I mean, he's of the big three. He's missed more Grand Slams than anyone else. But as we also know, he tends to be ready for Roland Garros. And we've seen it even in the last three years. 2020, pandemic, plays Rome, goes out fairly early. Diego Schwartzman wins Roland Garros. 2021, played more or less healthy, although as it turned out, he had one or two issues with his foot and didn't play for the rest of the season. And that video we saw from him in 2021 was kind of repeated in that video today. The only thing was in 2021, in one way it was worse because we knew it was going to be a while. The whole season was written off. But in one way it was better. There was a kind of a timeline on it. We expected him to be back about November, December. He came back for some exhibitions, if you remember, before playing the Melbourne 250 and then remarkably going on to win in Australia. Um, but also 2022, we remember the build-up to the French Open there and how bad that was in terms of we saw him limping around the court just under a year ago in Rome. And many of us, and me included, just couldn't imagine how he would be taking the court in Roland Garros. But of course, what we later found out was that he numbed the foot through a series of injections. And then through the ablation treatment he had shortly afterwards, he appeared at Wimbledon. Now, it is from Wimbledon of last year, uh, which will be beginning to middle of July until now. I think in that 10 month period, Rafa has won four matches, maybe. And let's think about it. He missed uh the canadian masters he played cincinnati went out first round played in the u.s open wins three matches but he's scratching for form before going out to tiafo in what was his earliest grand slam exit since 2017 we then saw the indoor season where defeat after defeat after defeat was occurring before he beat Casper Ruud. In fact, it's five wins since Wimbledon including the Casper Ruud one and of course the first round in australia but then we saw more defeats in the build-up to Australia before, of course, going out in the second round when he incurred the serious hip injury, which is still inhibiting him today. Uh, if you check out the video, by the way, I did an interview with Tony Nadal recently, and I did show a little clip from that where you can see the movement is not great. This is during practice that he's been having recently uh, i will address by the way some of your comments in the live chat make sure you get all those and i'll come to them uh in a few minutes or shortly also get voting on whether you think uh rafa will end up playing in the french open and maybe even rome you can also let me know your thoughts in the live chat on that but it does appear that the most likely scenario is that he will just go in cold to the french open 
Some people, of course, are predicting even bigger doom and gloom. I mean, it's just a, for 10 months now, it's been on and off, stop and start. Tony, as well, in that interview um, uh, two or three weeks ago, was very cagey, let's say. And I must admit there was a cloud looming over Manicor that whole weekend. And to be honest with you, it's been there ever since regarding Rafa's health regarding his practices and when he'd be returning to court. I was also alarmed by the fact that they suddenly, from being public, went behind closed doors, those practices he was having. He was also toing and throwing. We've seen video clips of him in Spain suddenly appearing uh, on the mainland there, but not during tournament time or not obvious moments when he's promoting something, whether it be a restaurant or whether it be something else uh, or some kind of other branding. I think he's been visiting a doctor, but I can't be sure. But I think those things have been going on and off. And to be honest with you, the rumours have been building, even in the last couple of weeks. Some people have been suggesting both on social media, but also writing to me privately. And like I say, these people are marginally closer than I am to the action. And by the way, I'm so far back, I'm basically at the back of the Philippe Chatrier court where Rafa's normally standing to return serve. But I, like you, can watch and observe and also see some of the patterns that have been going on over the last 10 months. And as Tony said to me in that interview, he said, since Wimbledon, the body went down. Everything has gone wrong. We saw the performances both in the US Open in New York. Hi, JG. Nice to see you in the live chat. But also um, we saw the performances throughout that indoor season. Some of you may be suggesting, why did he come back? Maybe I understand the US Open. He probably saw an opportunity, particularly with Novak being absent. Probably thought, I need to get ready get a chance to win a Grand Slam. You never know. A 75, 80% fit Rafa Nadal could and has won Grand Slams in the past and maybe even would have been good enough to win that Grand Slam, probably Sinner and particularly Alcaraz apart. Anyway, it fell apart, of course, against Tiafo and mainly he had issues with his serve. It later transpired that he actually had a recurrence of the abdominal issue that he'd incurred in uh, Wimbledon during the build-up to that tournament, and really his serve was way off. Others may also suggest, why then push yourself back for the indoor season? I just assumed that he was 100% going into that indoor season. Otherwise, he wouldn't. Why bother risking it? You know, as Tony Nadal also said, it's easy to sound clever after the event. I think he used the expression of, of talking about football matches, and we all, everyone knows on Monday, but... It did seem to me as though it was an unusual choice for Rafa to sort of rush back for that indoor series during Paris-Bercy and then obviously the ATP Tour Finals when he could have followed a similar path to what Roger Federer did in 2016 when he just basically took the second half of the season off. Didn't do so, came back. Australia still didn't seem, at least in terms of his form on the court, albeit physically Things did seem to be much better, and he did say that his practices were fine in the build-up to the Australian Open. However, we saw him play uh, Jack Draper. He emerges the victor there until he damages his hip, which apparently was something incurred in practice just a couple of days before. Of course, you may well also be suggesting and asking the question of, um, yes, Ollie, exactly, something I've already suggested. He's only won five matches in 10 months, and in fact, he's probably lost... I mean, you could probably count them. I mean, he didn't play, obviously, the rest of Wimbledon, but he lost in Cincinnati in his first match there against um, Borna Cioric, of course. He then goes on and loses to Tiafo at the US Open, but he also loses uh, to 
Um, Tommy Paul in Paris Bercy. He then goes on to lose two of his three matches to Taylor Fritz and, and Felix uh, at the end of year finals in Turin. He also loses, I think, three matches in the build up to Australia uh, when he loses to Dima Noor and Cam Nori. Um, and then, of course, he ends up losing to um, McDonald as well. So it's just a series. In fact, the, there was a few tweets flying around. It's, has Rafa Nadal won today? But it's a long time now. It's a long, long time. And the uncertainty, and we've seen players, whether it be Andy Murray, of course, who's had serious hip issues, uncertain of when he was going to return. And ha since he has returned, yes, he's fit. But there's no way you're telling me the Andy Murray of today is moving the same way as he was five years ago. In addition to that, I don't see that path of being off the court, maybe having a serious operation, then coming back and just sort of bumbling around the 30 to 50 to 70 in the world rankings, a la certain players such as Andy Murray. In fact, Tony Nadal said, as he mapped out how his nephew's career would potentially end, two things. First of all, he said he'd like to finish in either Madrid or Paris. These are Tony's words, not Rafa's. Nevertheless, that would make sense. In addition to that, he also told me that he'll only do it if he's competitive. He'll only do it on his terms and he'll only do it if he's winning. Now, we might see a Roger Federer-style scenario where he clearly isn't ready, doesn't play very well in Paris, for example, has maybe the earliest exit of his career in the French capital before he then tries to make another comeback and then perhaps eventually has to say, you know what, it's going to be a Madrid send-off, if you like, for me maybe next year or something like that as a, as a farewell. Um, but I don't see him somebody who's just going to be bumbling around the tour for a couple of years, bouncing around the rankings, spending time off, having operations, trying to come back. For Rafa, it's competing at the top or nothing. Now, a lot of what I've been suggesting has been a little bit doom and gloom. There is a very positive scenario that he is, as he said in that video that I posted at the beginning, that he's going to be trying a new treatment. We saw it with the ablation scenario he had between French Open and Wimbledon last year, how successful that treatment was. It was a completely new treatment. And basically, the foot has not been a problem ever since, despite being a problem for the best part of the last 15 years. Maybe this new treatment will enable him, best case scenario, to play Rome and then the French Open. But the word that I'm getting is that it will just be the French Open. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. Of course, the proof will be in the pudding to see how he plays on the court. I know Andy Roddick suggested that he needs reps. You know, he needs matches before going into a tournament. And I would suggest any other tournament apart from the French Open, that would be the case. But we saw in 2020 and also in 2022 that he barely needed anything. In fact, of course, with a Grand Slam and especially in the French, he's got a couple of matches to get better. That doesn't mean that I'm expecting Rafa Nadal to, be, to win the French Open right now. And I certainly don't have him as my favourite, even if he went into that tournament fully fit, despite winning 14, 14 titles uh, at Roland Garros. But... Of the three scenarios, the most doom and gloom retirement, we just don't know. We'll see. The most optimistic 
he'll be back and he'll be playing in Rome and it'll be as good as new. The middle option, though, does seem to be the most likely, um, which is that he will just come back and play uh, Roland Garros. John, you are being delusional if you expect him to come into Roland Garros and win. Michael, don't think that's what I said. Um, absolutely, that's not what I said. In fact, I said the opposite. Nevertheless, those are the kind of scenarios we're looking at. Those are what we're, what we're obviously feeling and thinking. As I said, Tony said that from the minute uh, Wimbledon, that quarterfinal, of course, his family were urging him to come off court that day, albeit with a very different injury to what occurred. But perhaps he would have gone into the US Open, but fresh and all this. But listen, all ifs, buts and maybes. This is where we're at right now. Uh, I will be coming to the live chat, delusional or otherwise, very shortly. Um, but yeah, for me, we just don't know. And to be honest with you, Rafa himself doesn't know. Came back to the practice court about six weeks ago. And of course, the original prognosis was six to eight weeks after the injury in Australia. It ended up, it's now 14, as he said in that video, it's 14. And I still don't know. In fact, he uses the word incorrect to describe the prognosis. Um, in fact, we can have another little revisit of his social media post. Uh, I will probably get that up for you. It's across um, Twitter. And also, I think it was initially announced on, um, on Instagram or maybe a bit of both. I certainly suggest you get Rafa on uh, your notifications as I have him on as soon as he's announcing anything. But um, yeah, so we can have a quick look. I will also click the translate button for you so you will be able to see it. Let me uh, share this with you on the screen just so we sort of go through his statement piece by piece. I've gone over his last sort of 11 months piece by piece. But let's have a quick look at that statement and uh, see what you think of it. Here we go. So, yeah. Uh, so, hi, everyone. It's been a while since he communicated with you. And, yeah, and he keeps, he's been keeping giving us these occasional updates sort of on a weekly basis regarding his health. We're seeing him playing behind closed doors, little, little snippets. And I remember he posted an image on social media about a month ago of him practicing and I thought then he wouldn't post that if he didn't expect to play Monte Carlo. I don't think you would tease everyone by showing everyone that, or at least Barcelona, uh, which, by the way, Talking Tennis will be covering both Barcelona and Madrid right close up over the next two and a half weeks. Uh, we will be in amongst the thick of the action and you'll be getting plenty of it uh, from those two tournaments as we have a presence at both of them. But anyway... Um, Back to the Rafa scenario. Hi, everyone. It's been a while since I communicated directly with you. It's been a difficult few weeks and months. As you know, I suffered a major injury in Australia. I thought that was an interesting terminology, a major injury. Actually, we didn't think it was major. We thought it was minor, six weeks to me, compared to some of the injuries and, and spells that Rafa's had out of the game. Uh, you know, sometimes it's been six months or more that he spent out, including in 2021. So, that was an interesting 
turn of phrase that he used regarding the hip. I don't know a lot about the psoas. And by the way, let me know in the live chat if you are an expert when it comes to this terminology. But um, anyway, there we go. It's obviously the hip injury that was incurred. Uh, let's click on the next part of the tweet. So initially it had to be uh, a six to eight week period, as I suggested, but now we're at 14. You can hear him almost saying it like we've been saying it. What, what's going on? We're now at 14. We're at double. I thought, to be honest with you, I thought it would be touch and go for Indian Wells, given that initial prognosis. I thought he might give Indian Wells a go because of, just because of, how good his record has been there, including last year where he made the final and possibly would have won it had he not incurred that rib injury on the eve of the final um, in that epic clash with Carlos. And of course, I'm sure many of us, just me included, really would love to see him and Carlos have a couple of more matches before Rafa does call time. Anyway, I thought that, I thought, especially the slow courts in, in Indian Wells, I never expected him to play in Miami. I always thought that he would play Indian Wells and may never play Miami again, to be honest with you. Also, don't forget, there was a post from him um, when he said he wasn't going to play Indian Wells. At that point, I still don't think he expected anything like this scenario because he said in his post about not going to play Indian Wells, as it was, it was just a bit too tight. It appeared not going to play Miami, and we all thought he's going to come out all guns blazing for Monte Carlo and rip through the clay court season as he's done so often in the past. But, um, and in fact, in that post, he even said, sorry, fans in North America, you know, in, in the US anyway, regarding those two tournaments in Indian Wells and Miami. But I look forward to seeing you um, in August, September for that spell. So there's a lot of, you know, looking forward, let's say. Now there's been a reality check, as he says here. The reality is that the situation is not what we would have all expected. All medication and medical indications from that prognosis in January have been followed, but the evolution has not been what they initially told us. And of course, he then highlights the matches, or sorry, the competitions that he's had to be absent from, uh, and the weeks are passing, and his desire or illusion, let's say, illusion is the Spanish word meaning like dreams or, or, or looking forward to, if you like, um, and excitement about playing these obviously tournaments where he's won, what is it, um, a dozen, is it, Monte Carlos and several Barcelonas and some Madrids and plenty of Romes and, of course, 14 Roland Garros. But for the moment, I've missed Monte Carlo and Barcelona. What comes next, of course, is the announcement that he won't be playing in Madrid. Um, and Madrid and Barcelona, of course, two, he called Barcelona his adopted city in his tweet last week. And that's what I've been saying. So they've sort of been coming out. But I actually, I must admit, I thought, a week ago, he would do an announcement to pull out of both Madrid and, Bar and Barcelona just because of how quickly they follow each other. I just thought the likelihood of him uh, playing Madrid but not Barcelona was not great. I thought it would he would probably make the announcement a week ago that it would be like, sorry, I'm not going to be able to play Madrid or Barcelona, but fingers crossed for Rome. Uh, instead, he just said no to Barcelona. And now it's no to Madrid, but I don't know when I'll be back. Still not healed. So there's been this kind of, the feeling is, is that he can play at somewhere around about 50, 60, 70%. But that's what we saw, albeit with a different injury in the latter part of 2022 and beginning of 2023, perhaps. Um, and I don't think he wants to go through that 
embarrassment perhaps especially on the clay so he wants to be 100 percent, particularly with novak and with carlos and with yannick and stefanos as well and many others there's a lot more vultures ready now than possibly ever before ready to compete with him in paris um a few more lines from him as well a few more words from him in that video post uh he's been training then it's sort of stop start Visits to the peninsula, as I suggested, to have treatment, but it's just not been working. So now they're doing a different type of treatment, which he hopes will mean he might be able to play Rome. But basically, it does seem the most likely scenario is that he'll go into Roland Garros with a huge question mark. There's been question marks before, and he's brushed off those. But this has to be the biggest one of his career thus far. I would probably even argue more than... The foot maybe, or at least on a par with it, albeit very, very different scenarios. And he says here, I can't give you deadlines. I wish I could, but I just don't know. Um, my gut feeling is even if he is 78%, he will try for the French Open and see how it goes. Just because he knows that that's the one. That's the one where he has the best chance. It's why he's only missed two French Opens in his entire career. And yet we know he's missed more Wimbledons and US Opens than that. And yet he's always been ready pretty much for the French. He had to pull out once, I believe, um, before a fourth round clash in 2016, was it? Might have been third round clash. And he, you know, kind of uh, was injured in 2009 and, and 2021 albeit not taking anything away from the people who beat him on those days, such as Söderling and, of course, Novak Djokovic uh, a couple of years ago. This is how things are right now. A few days ago, we decided to change course and try a different form of treatment, which, as I say, is one of the reasons why we saw him back on the peninsula uh, on the mainland in the last few days. And see what happens next. Um, wants to say a big... Um, hello to the public and, and a special greeting to those in Madrid and the Spanish public. Talking tennis as well. We'll miss you as well, Rafa, too. Um, I'm going to be in, in and out of Madrid over the next couple of weeks uh, covering the tournament for Talking Tennis and getting right up close to the action there. So I'll be bringing you as much as I can, but it will be without Rafael Nadal. You know how special it means to play these tournaments and especially, of course, Madrid. Um, let's keep reading anyway. It was a two-minute video, as you saw at the beginning. I have no choice but to try to have the right attitude throughout this time. These are kind of regular sound bites that we hear and see from him, and often it is followed by a return to glorious action. So let's see if that does happen to be the case. Keep working with the right um, mentality. Uh, a strong hug, and I'll give you news uh, and let you know what's going on when I can, basically. Strong hug to you all. Let's see what the translation is. And as soon as I have news, I will inform you. I think my translation wasn't too bad. Okay, now it's time to get to the live chat. I want to post this for Michael, by the way, uh, because it's completely not what I said, Michael. You are being delusional if you expect him to come into Roland Garros and win. Michael, I will repeat what I said, which was right now we have absolutely no idea uh, whether he'll even play, never mind what condition he'll be in. Uh, we have seen in the past him come into the, the tournament in similar circumstances, albeit not the same, and he has come out and win. But there are far more vultures ready to take it from him. 
you know, we're talking about Roland Garros in years gone by where he's playing in 2010, Sudling in the final, for example, or Puerto in 2005, or Federer, okay, but Federer was a long way off him uh, in the mid to latter parts of the 2000s, um, etc. So uh, very, very different situation today to what it was in the past. There's a lot more vultures and absolutely... If you said to me right now, do I expect Rafael Nadal to win the French Open? Absolutely not. Carlos Alcaraz, for me, is the slight favourite, but I also understand those that are suggesting uh, perhaps um, Novak Djokovic, of course, a twice winner there. Maybe even Holger Rune or Yannick Sinner uh, perhaps would even be right now. At least we're pretty sure they'll be playing the French Open, whereas we just don't know where Rafa will be at. I think the first couple of rounds will give us a big indication, but even then it won't be conclusive. Hopefully that has cleared up whether I think he's going to win the French Open right now. He has won 14, though, and he will be in a draw with 120-odd other players. So at least he has a 1 in 128 chance. But I don't think it would be crazy to suggest it might be a bit less than that. Uh, yeah, also there, Ollie as well. Uh, hi, Ollie. Great to have you in the chat. By the way, those of you that are just tuning in, make sure you hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new because we're going to be bringing new content thick and fast. We've got Jamie and Jethro will be giving you, bringing you uh, some watch-alongs tomorrow from Stuttgart and Munich. Meanwhile, Talking Tennis will have a presence in Barcelona doing interviews with the players and having a chat and making sure we're posting stuff online. And by the way, we've just posted a new article on the Talking Tennis website uh, regarding the Nike interview we did a bit longer, but a much bigger and broader piece. So thank you, Vicky, for that, for penning that wonderful article. So make sure you check out uh, Talking Tennis's website. I'll even post that for you in the live chat. And by the way, of course, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new. Hi, JG. Nice to have you on board and hope you're enjoying Portugal. Of course, I was there in Estoril a few weeks ago. Great place to, to spend the April period of the year. Just as things are starting to get a little bit warmer in Northern Europe, they already are much warmer. And I'm sure JG is tanning. JG, make sure Ben gets the sun cream out, by the way. We all know how important that is for the lobster. Um... Okay, any other comments? Looks like Michael's had a, a lot of things saying, yeah, he's not winning Roland Garros. That makes sense. Uh, he's not going out like Serena or Steffi or Sampras. Who knows? Um, but yes, the comments about five wins and 10 matches. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That's a bit more rational, Michael. I would suggest just hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. Max there, I hope Rafa can win another Grand Slam, but it is looking pretty bleak at the moment. Uh <laughs> Uh, Michael, I, I think you might be getting a bit carried away there, but you never know, Michael. Uh, Joyce, by the way, great to have you on board. Make sure you hit that like button and don't forget to subscribe. Um, although he's older, I don't ever give up thinking it's not impossible for him to return and win, but she doesn't expect it to be at Roland Garros this year. Um, anyone else get a consensus on Rafa? Well, I think even Rafa himself isn't too sure. Guys? I want to say a big thank you for tuning in. I wanted to post this and or, or at least do this show a lot earlier, but I wasn't able to. Other commitments, unfortunately, got in my way, including watching Manchester United this evening, unfortunately, exit the Europa League uh, to Sevilla. 
Get Rafa Nadal on your notification on Twitter, by the way. Get us on your notification. Click that notification bell so you don't click miss out when we go live. And we might be breaking all sorts of news to you over the next few weeks uh, in the build-up to the Roland Garros tournament. Of course, as I said, we've got coverage pretty much all weekend from, from tonight, right now, all the way through to tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, um, as we keep up, keep up to date with all things tennis. So say Jethro and Jamie will be bringing you coverage tomorrow um, of the action in Stuttgart and Munich. The WTA, of course, in Stuttgart, the 500 that's going on there. And uh, we've seen some pretty cool action already this week, of course, with Ostapenko and Raducanu in action. But Sviontek continues. She went through in straight sets today. Uh, so we'll be bringing you plenty of coverage uh, with watch-alongs with Jamie and Jethro tomorrow. I think Jack may well join them for a short period as well. Barcelona. Already told you, but I'll repeat it one more time. We'll be covering that. Press conferences, maybe even a few clips, maybe even a few interviews. We'll see in Barcelona. Same goes for Madrid over the following two weeks. Pretty much from the beginning of the qualifiers all the way through to the final. Uh, we will have coverage for you uh, regarding the Madrid tournament. Of course, there'll be more watch-alongs as well on Saturday. I think it'll be Damien uh, and maybe Mario as well on Saturday. We'll be bringing you semi-final action from Madrid, uh, from Munich and Stuttgart. I need to get my European cities right, or even my German cities right. Um, and on Sunday, we've got finals in Barcelona, Stuttgart, and in Munich to bring you. But then, of course, we will have the weekly reviews of the ATP side of things on Sunday afternoon or evening with Mario and Damien, their regular show that's on every Sunday evening or afternoon throughout the this clay court season and grass court season pretty much on a weekly basis probably grand slams aside all the way through till the middle of july you'll be having damien and mario on every sunday evening and on the women's side we'll have you covered as well with nick's weekly roundup of course this week they'll be reviewing stuttgart and looking ahead to madrid on the wta side on the atp side however there will be no rafael nadal make sure you hit that like button don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're new and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Tennis world, thanks for stopping by. Sports Social Podcast Network.